Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, we are confronted by a serious and sobering warning. We need to be very careful with this text. We never want to add to what the Lord God says, nor do we want to take away from what He has said. We simply seek to understand and accept His Word. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 10, and study deliberate sin. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And Father, we always need wisdom, direction, discernment when we come to your word. We know that we come to your word with biases, with preconceived notions, sometimes from sermons that we've heard, or the way we were taught by our parents, or the world, or even our own views of things, the way we reason through things. Father, we seek to know your truth. You tell us there is only one interpretation of Scripture, and that's yours. And so we come to seek your will, your understanding of this text. Give us wisdom from your Holy Spirit. Teach us and strengthen us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin our study today, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. It says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Now, we're going to stop there for today, but we need to understand there's a big context with which to understand this verse, and we will explore that as we go forward. But we want to look at this verse, this phrase, in isolation for just a little moment. The first thing I want to point out is, translations today sometimes are misleading. The translation that I'm using is the New King James Version. And it simply says, for if we sin willfully. The New American Standard and other translations say, if we continue willfully in sin, or if we sin willfully, and the idea is continuously, not just a momentary or a singular willful sin. And that makes a big difference in this passage. If we read just the New King James Version, it seems to indicate that if we sin one time willfully, we're in trouble. Where if we read other translations, the emphasis is on living continuously, living as a pattern of life willfully in sin. That's important, and that's what this text literally means. The second thing we have to do as we look at this passage is understand who the letter of Hebrews was written to. It was written to Hebrew or Jewish believers. Those individuals who had professed a relationship with Christ, who had indicated that they wanted to follow Christ by faith, and they were Jewish. That doesn't mean that this has no meaning for us as Gentile believers at all. But rather, the context that this is being delivered is to Jewish people who have a long history. All of their Jewish existence, all of their heritage was professing faith in God and then walking away. Professing faith in God and then walking away. And this letter has dealt with that. It's dealt with that about entering God's rest and that the people, the Jewish people, 
under Joshua did not enter God's rest because they lacked faith. They were not obedient. They didn't follow through. And so this speaks to those kinds of things. And so these Jewish individuals were being persecuted. Those around them were being persecuted. And they had professed a relationship in Jesus Christ. They had confessed that they would follow him by faith. But the context says they were in danger of walking away. Hebrews chapter 6 deals with this. This passage deals with this. We have just gone through several studies that talk about our confidence in Jesus Christ and all that he has done, and then therefore we have boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. There remains nothing for us to do, and that's a part of the context here too. When we come to difficult passages like verse 26, we need to understand that when we go to interpret what those verses mean, we have to consider the difficult verses in light of all of the clear verses. Now, this verse is very clear, but it's difficult because it sounds like we could lose our salvation. Do you see what this says? For if we sin willfully, or if we continually sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which devour the adversaries. So what this is saying is very serious. It's alarming. But this doesn't countermand or this doesn't contradict that we are saved by grace through faith and not of works. This doesn't countermand that we have eternal security, and Hebrews has dealt with that. So in light of what we understand about the gospel and about salvation, what is this saying? Well, it's saying, for one, that we need to take sin very, very seriously. We all willfully sin. We all are tempted, know what God's Word says about that temptation, and then go ahead and yield. Whether it's in our anger, or in our words, or in the way we treat other people, sometimes we willfully sin by not addressing sin in our lives, allowing it to just continue. What this is talking about is, do not walk away from Jesus. Later on in this passage, the writer of Hebrews is going to talk to them about persecution. You see, the readers of this letter were in danger of forsaking Jesus altogether, of blending in with the world and avoiding persecution. That's the context here. So we need to understand sin is very, very serious, and we need to take it more seriously than we do. Second, we need to understand that momentary sin and continuous sin are different. It's one thing to be walking down the street and trip over a crack in the sidewalk and stumble and fall. That's the idea of momentary sin. It's another thing to carelessly blunder into dangerous situations and just live face down in the ground. That's habitual sin. It's one thing to have temptation and then yield to it momentarily. When we do that, we have 1 John 1, 9 to fall back on. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the spirit of an individual who is repenting and confessing and not continuing in willful sin. When we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, we are to forsake sin. Therefore, 
knowingly and willfully as a lifestyle, as a pattern in our lives, engaging in sin is very serious, and it reveals the truth about our hearts. It reveals that, in fact, we have not followed Christ, or we are in danger of becoming apostate, hypocrites. We can't just claim Jesus as our Savior and then live in sin perpetually. We are to be regenerated. We are to be sanctified. We are to be holy as our Lord God is holy. All of these things tell us that there is a change. We have been born again. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We need to understand all of the scriptures regarding salvation. And we need to know that if we are falling into a pattern of willfully sinning, then maybe there's a problem with our faith in Jesus Christ. But we need to understand when our hearts receive the word of God by faith, genuinely and sincerely, it produces the will of God in our hearts and lives. So to sum up, sin is serious. Willful sin is an indicator of a problem that must be addressed immediately. Ongoing willful sin puts us in danger of being apostate, of having never really sincerely trusted Christ, but just giving lip service to Christ. We need to surrender our hearts and lives to him. And we'll see that more clearly. We're not done with this passage. We're not done with this context. But we are, if we have genuinely and sincerely trusted in Christ, we are saved by his grace through faith alone. And we need to have confidence in that. The challenge for us is, are we pretending? Are we faking it? And some people ask the question, well, how do I know if I'm faking it? If you're faking it, you know. If you're being a hypocrite, you know. Our lives will never perfectly match up with Scripture until we are in heaven and have our glorified bodies. But until then, we are to walk in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. We are to produce the works of the Holy Spirit under His leadership. We are to draw near to God, and He will draw near to us. We need to know these things as evidence of our salvation. And then we have the passage that I love to think about. We are to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. That doesn't mean we're to figure out how to be saved or figure out how to live saved. It is we are to live out. We are to produce. We are to function as saved individuals in fear and trembling. We need to know God, know his will, know the fear of the Lord, which is a wonderful, holy, protective thing in our lives. And we are to live out this salvation, knowing what God has done and knowing the warnings of God regarding sin. A person who does that is a saved person. They're a person who knows the grace of God, who walks with God by faith, and who keeps himself from evil. Those are important things to consider. Father in heaven, help us to understand this passage. Help us to understand the context. This is a disturbing passage, and it should be. To see how you view sin, especially perpetual willful sin. You talk about it in the Old Testament and the law. You talk about it in the New Testament. It is a dangerous thing to live carnally, to be infants in Christ. It's important to note that these warnings never call people out as 
apostate or lost or sinful. These warnings to the church always warn them of the danger of being apostate or of being pretenders. Father, we need to not judge other people, and we need to trust in your truth. It is so helpful to know your word so that when we come to difficult passages, we can understand those difficult passages by those things that we already know to be clearly true. Give us assurance of salvation, and if any of us are wondering because of sin in our lives, help us to seek out your truth and godly counsel so that we can have peace, because you desire to give us peace and full assurance regarding our salvation. But it may be that some look at their lives and they say, I just plain don't match up. I am not living by faith. I am in danger. Then help us to deal with that as well, because we don't need to go into eternity deceived and lost. Father, thank you for your salvation. And thank you for the truth that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.